Hello and welcome to the Cognizant Netcentric podcast. My name is Livia and I'm a senior marketer here at Cognizant Netcentric. As a company, we've been invested in developing and nurturing a welcoming, diverse and inclusive culture. It's part of decision making as well as everyday life. And so for this episode, we're joined by Carmelo Lamatina and Alejandro Bernat, who are both part of our Embrace group, Embrace Ambassadors, actually. And they're part of the larger diversity and inclusion holocratic circle we have here. The Embrace group is focused on LGBTQ plus issues in the workplace, and that's what we're here to talk about today. With this perspective in mind, we'll be tackling what it's like to work in an inclusive workplace and what it takes to create one where everyone can thrive. So let's get to it. Hello, everyone. I'm Alejandro. I'm a vacant software engineer. Um, I'm part of the diversity and inclusion circle. Great. How about you, Carmelo? Hi, everyone. My name is Carmelo Namatina. I'm the senior training and development manager here at Cognizant Eccentric. Been working here for something like almost five years now. And I'm part as well of the uh, diversity and inclusion circle as Alexander. Great. So let's start with the big question. Why did you two decide to join the Embrace group in the diversity and inclusion circle? Carmelo, maybe you want to start. Yeah, thanks, Livia. Um, for me, it all came very naturally because uh, for the last two consecutive years, I was part of the Pride event that the Diversity and Inclusion Circle organizes here at Cognizant Eccentric. So I had something to say. I always wanted to promote this concept about embrace diversity and inclusion culture at the right platform. I proposed myself to the person in charge of this circle here, and here I am. Perfect. Alejandro, how about you? So from my side, as I'm part of the LGBTQ plus community, I thought I can contribute somehow to the company by sharing my experiences, ideas, and improving the way things are done. So I also love people, and uh, I mean, who love to improve the way uh, they live in society and being, them, being themselves. So I decided to join and talk to um, Katrin, and then I'm here, and that's my 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 point. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> And for listeners, actually, Katrin um, is, also had a podcast episode, so they can look at the you can look at the stream we have for the podcast and listen to her on the diversity and inclusion circle at Cognizant Netcentric as well. Um, so let's move forward. So we're here to talk about the workplace. We're here to talk about diversity and inclusion and what this all means. Let's start with our personal experiences. What makes a workplace a good place to work, an inclusive one that helps everyone succeed? Carmelo, maybe you want to begin. Yeah, thanks again, Livia, for this question. Um, for me, a workplace that is uh, inclusive and that can uh, help everybody to succeed is a free workspace. What, what do I mean by that? It's, it's a place where everybody can feel free of expressing themselves naturally. Of course, taking into account or to respect first with themselves and then all the others and feel absolutely comfortable and okay whenever it's possible and whenever it's applicable to talk freely about themselves. Yeah, I really like that you you focus on respect there. That's a good point. Um, Alejandro, what about you? What makes a good, what makes a workplace a good place to work? So 
for me, a uh, uh, workplace where everyone can be the best version of themselves with no judgment. So taking advantage of the differences between people, because I think that that can enrich the company overall, because differences, for me, differences are uh, a good thing. So I think that if you feel comfortable uh, being yourself, you are going to to be successful in the company. So you are not going to be in trouble and you are going to do your best. Yeah, and I can really hear from bo both your answers that they come from experience, they come from life and work experiences. So my next question is, how has diversity and inclusion in the workplace changed? And perhaps you can touch on what might still need to be done moving forward. Carmelo, you again. Well, yes, changed a lot. Uh, I still remember my very first uh, work experience. I was afraid. I was fearful of showing myself for who I am really. Uh, not because uh, someone I have uh, told me bad things in a certain way and so on. Fortunately, we're not at that stage nowadays. But still, I didn't feel very comfortable about it because there was this kind of a stigma that like one ask, don't tell, you don't have to be open about yourself with your own personal story and so on. And nowadays it's different because why don't say it proactively even though nobody asks. And it's not like, you know, talking with someone, introducing yourself, say, by the way, I'm gay. No, I mean, you talk naturally about your everyday life, so it comes naturally, but the way that you talk and express yourself about this. And regarding what is to be done, I would say a lot. That's the million-dollar question, because so many things still need to be done, and not because nothing has been done so far, but because it's an ongoing process. It's about education. Education cannot be with a very start and end date. It's something that evolves with time, so still, lots of visibility, lots of broadcasting, lots of events and the publicity of the fact that we are here and we are human beings like anybody else. We just love independently of who we love. And that's why we need to keep on showing ourselves with respect and love. That's a beautiful answer. I like that your, your, your expertise in training shows through and you're highlighting education. I love it. Alejandro, from your, your perspective, you're a back-end engineer. Maybe you have something specific you want to say and touch on on how things have changed and, and what still needs to be done in terms of diversity and inclusion in the workplace. So as Carmelo said, things have changed. So it is true that now it seems like we have more visibility in general and companies are more focus on that but for example there are some that just by putting a flag in her logo on Friday uh, they think that is enough but in reality they don't promote anything internally so yeah it is a continuous process um, I think that we have to keep making uh, real progress by doing real things and promoting uh, visibility. I think you're hitting on, a, on the same point that Carmelo made, that it's a continuous process and we still have ways to go, but there has been 
progress. I think the fact that you guys are in the embrace group, that there is a diversity and inclusion circle and and we're not the only company that has activities like this and 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 groups like this that are making real changes and proposing real changes and uh, activations and visibility and and education. So I think it's a really positive positive change from my perspective, if you don't mind me adding my my opinion as well. So I, I think we're already kind of touching on tangible tangible things that are happening within organizations. And I think for our listeners, I'd like to take the opportunity to ask you, so for listeners interested in furthering diversity and inclusion in their organizations, what are some takeaways or recommendations specifically that other people can do and can try rolling out? Alejandro, maybe you want to take this one as well at the beginning. Yeah, so from my perspective, I had some, I don't know how to say, maybe bad experiences in the past. I was younger. So, I mean, um, for young people, um, I recommend them just being comfortable with themselves, being out, maybe if they don't want to just uh, think that it's a temporary thing. So it's that's going to be forever, you know. Um, also, that they can, they should be brave, or they have to. They should be themselves in the company. Maybe find someone, find some allies in the company that are like them and can be supportive with them. So, or maybe in hard situations, just talk with someone in the company that can solve the problem. I think that are my takeaway recommendations. And also um, the most important thing, um, just um, be natural and honest with yourself, also with the people that you are, because that's the only way you can feel more or less okay. Yeah, just that. <laughs> no, it's a, it's it's a good it's a good um, good piece of advice for people starting out. Be yourself. Do what you can. Um, find allies. You know, uh, that's those are really remarkable things to to recommend. Carmelo, maybe from your perspective and your experience, you might have other kinds of advice and other kinds of takeaways for people. In my opinion, the first and most important thing is the job that you do for yourself within yourself. You need to be honest with yourself. You need to be respectful with yourself uh, above every other single thing. Because if you know yourself, you respect yourself, if you love yourself, if you forgive yourself, you name it, then you will be able to live proudly and freely who you really are. Because there's nothing to be ashamed of. And secondly, for the other people, if you don't do this kind of process for yourself uh, in the very first place, you cannot do the proper process of education with the other people, where communication is fundamental and is uh, crucial. You need to learn how to use certain kind of language, certain kind of respect when communicating with the others. You need to learn how to actively listen to the others and be empathetic. Put yourself in the shoes of the other person. The other day, 
I was looking at this uh, very nice, uh, uh, very visual uh, that represented the person. It has a geometrical shape, like a circle, made by different kind of points. And one of the things that struck my attention was that sometimes people assume that they know who you are because only one of the thousands points that compose that circle is visible to you, and they make assumptions. This is wrong. So the best way is once you know yourself, get to know the other. Adapt and customize your own personal and your own way of communication and personalize as much as possible. And for this, the reference is to the emotional intelligence. Basically, self-awareness, which leads to self-management. And once you do that, social awareness, which leads to relationship management. With these two simple things, we can make a difference. Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> Carmelo, you summarized it really well. I feel like I just went through one of your trainings, but in one minute. <laughs> There's a lot in there that we can all learn from and i think i'm going to listen to this in very slow mode so i can take notes down now but thank you thank you so much both of you um i think those are really those are really personal recommendations and i think that's that's really i think on the human level which i think is is the whole point of diversity and inclusion and and the whole point of the embrace role that we have as well to to connect on a human level to embrace respect and empathy and grow that everywhere not just at work i think and uh thank you so much for joining us on this conversation it's been really really nice and uh, i hope that some of our ideas here will also inspire other people and other organizations to to live their more authentic self and to improve the cultures that they work in and um, and celebrate how far we've come. I think we've, we've really come far and keep going. So thank you very much, Carmelo, Alejandro. Thanks to you, Olivia, for the opportunity. It was great. Let's keep on doing this. Yes, thank you. Alejandro, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Olivia. It was really nice.